Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Jamila Struthers. It is Sunday, uh, January 14th, and as you can see, see we're kind of lit on this Sunday. That's right. <laughs> we was in the mood for a little reread today, but we wanted to come on with this week's episode. We have such an exciting episode tonight because we got hit um, sidelined this week by some clients who asked us some very um, pressing questions about how do you keep motivation after you've lost the weight. So this episode is dedicated to all our losers out there, all our individuals who have managed to lose weight, whether you've reached your ultimate goal or not, and how do you continue to have that motivation on your journey once you've already seen some significant results. So this episode should be really, really dope. And hopefully um, we help to jumpstart or re-jumpstart your motivation with regard to weight loss. And then tonight we're also talking about condiment killers. Have you ever had a client who you think they eat they eat good and you dig a little deeper and you find out they're like ruining a healthy meal yes. with, with condiments clients friends and family as well yes yeah absolutely definitely. so um we're going to dispel some of the clean eating myths tonight with regard to condiments how what you put on your food or what you dip your food in can literally completely ruin um the health benefits and can be just as bad sometimes as eating something that's processed or previously cooked or pre-seasoned. So um, we're going to delve into condiment killers tonight as well. But first, wait, wait what? what? So wait, what is our segment where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? So my wait, what is really quick. Okay. And it is... Perfect, because we're talking about condiment killers tonight. Okay. So last week, Trey and I were out to dinner at, uh, we went out like a family dinner to Applebee's. Right. Basically, why does Applebee's have sweet potato fries Okay. that they serve with icing? Wait. Wait, what? what? Yeah, you heard me right. So... <laughs> the sweet potato fries. So the young lady who, who ordered the sweet potato fries, when the server came back, the server was like, does anyone need anything? The server was like, does anyone need anything? And she's like, yeah, can I get some more icing? And so my ears kind of <laughs> perked up and I looked up and I said, wait, what? I said, what do you, what do you mean icing? And she, she's like, I was like, I thought she was ordering like a special order. Right. She was like, no, they come with icing. And I was like, what do you, do you mean like icing that goes on the cake or a cupcake? She's like, yeah. The sweet potato fries come with a side of icing. Now that, that's upsetting for one, because number one, it's going to make people start eating something that could have been healthy. Even if it's not that healthy, it's healthier than, you know, just regular white potato. Exactly. So, but now they're going to start getting it with icing. Exactly. So it's it's like they're taking something and kind of sabotaging it. It could have been a little semi healthy because I think they fry it, right? Yeah, they're still fried. They're definitely not, you know, yeah. exceptionally healthy. But to dip them in icing, pure sugar. That's not pure sugar. Yeah, pure that's sugar. A weight I was so shocked, and I. 
<laughs> and I actually had to apologize to the young lady who ordered them because, of course, I'm like, America is so ridiculous. Who dips their fries? You? I did. I did. I got really upset. <laughs> That's the way what? That you didn't <laughs> control yourself enough to let that young lady enjoy her meal. I'm like, in 30 seconds, I'm like, oh my God, Troy, tell her that I'm sorry I wasn't trying to insult her food. But I just think that it's absurd that anything would come with a side of icing and it's not even a dessert. Yeah, I agree. And so that was my way what? Oh my God, yeah. All right, so... <laughs> So, my way what is, so, I my rest day was Saturday, mm-hmm. which is yesterday. Today is Sunday. So, I was I'm well rested. Now, any fitness person, after they have a rest day, they are, like, fully rejuvenated. They are ready to, like, put that work in. Yes. Okay. So, I knew that I was meeting with you today. Mm-hmm. So, I was really, really excited about our workout today. I was thinking, like, how we going to go beast mode? How we going <laughs> to just knock the roof off the gym? This better not be going where I think I, it's going. It's going where you think it's going. It's definitely going where you think it's going. You are so disrespectful. I don't care. So, I had all these things we were going to do because, just a little back story, I don't have a workout partner at all. I always go to the gym by myself. Mm-hmm. And if I do have someone that's willing to go with me, the chances of them being on my level of fitness, being able to do the things that I do, is, is kind of like, it's not going to really happen unless they're a trainer themselves or something True. like that. Uh-huh. So when you and I go to the gym together, I'm pretty excited. So we get to the gym. I walk in the, the ladies' locker room. <laughs> and Lisa is there looking super tired and telling me off the top, she don't have no energy and she ain't doing that much. I said... <laughs> I went out last night, and I stayed out to 3 o'clock in the morning. So, just to let you know. So, wait, wait, what? This is a level of disrespect that I've never been witness I, to. I don't care. You disrespected me wait. on the show, in <laughs> front of clients. Yeah, front. yeah. I said, wait, what? I'm like, I had all of these Listen, things planned out no. for us to do. Absolutely And not. she had no shame saying, oh, sorry about your luck. Absolutely not. Yesterday was not a rest day for me. I went hard in my workout yesterday and you know, I was, I, I didn't get home to 3am and, and what's crazy is that I would have had plenty of energy for you. Cause you and I didn't meet up to 1130. Right. And that's fine because I usually only need about five or six hours of sleep and I'm good. The issue was that I had an 8am client and a 10am client. So I had to get up at like seven um, something to, you know, coach my 8 a.m. client. So that was why, really why I was tired because if I had to just get up and come straight to you at 1130, I would have been fine. However, <laughs> I got no heads up. She's trying to draw y'all back onto her side. I got no heads up. She knew this what I was crap. expecting. Don't you she ever make what, me your weight what? No, you my weight what for sure. She knew what I was expecting. I did. And I was quite disappointed. You and were. I'm going to post a picture today um, of her <laughs> leaned back on her mat with her scrolling through her phone and not caring. Like, take the picture. I don't care. Not a care in the world. <laughs> my level of laziness was so on 10 today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I, 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 I was I, like, wait, what? Like, you will not. I had this hit, uh, this, like, cardio high-intensity <laughs> interval training that um I had said we was going to do. I couldn't wait to do it with her. And she was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that, fam. No, like, no. let me know when you're <laughs> you were doing your sprints what was i doing a little mad like 3.5 and then you and then when i gave you the side eye you're gonna take it up to 5.0 i was like really we were doing about to do 
like 10.5 on the treadmill right yeah. right right yeah listen i do owe you one i owe you big you definitely do i owe you big that was annoying so that was my way what i did not know she was not <laughs> going beast mode with me today my apologies no no problem my apologies no problem no problem <laughs> okay so let's delve into you know our topic for this evening how to um, maintain motivation after you've lost the weight or at least some of the weight and this topic came up this week because it's just um, ironic that both Jay and I both had clients reach out to us this week both who have lost significant amount of weight how much weight did your client lose down about 70 pounds 70 okay and my client was down a little over 30 pounds and he reached out to me and they both were saying the same thing. How do I lose? How do I keep my motivation after I've lost the weight? I've kind of lost some of my juice, yeah. right? And so we thought this would be an awesome topic to bring to you all today. And we're going to give about uh, five to six tips on how to reignite that motivation because yeah. both of us have actually experienced that ourselves. Definitely. I know you have. Talk For about sure. your story real quick. It's, it's just sometimes everything hits me at once and I just get overwhelmed a little bit. Like I have literally a fire that burns in me when I'm really, really into it. Like I think about what I'm going to do the next day. I think about, you know, when I hear music, I think about how I'm going to kill it at the gym. But like for, especially I start working at a job and you know, when I started, I worked 10 hours with a two hour commute, one hour in the morning and one hour when I get off. So that's a 12 hour day, not to mention the time that it takes to get ready in the morning. Okay. So let's say I just dedicated 13 hours of my day to working. Mm -hmm. And so working out became more of a chore. Mm -hmm. And I just really, really, my heart was not into it. I didn't really want to do it. I went through the motions. Right. But it's not the same as when you literally have that fire lit like I can't wait to you know exactly do this and do that and I'm so excited about this and I can't wait to see myself look this way so yeah I lost that motivation for months I just went strictly off of like habit and just the desire to be healthy but it was no I didn't want to if someone could have gave me the those results without me having to do it, yeah. I would have taken it for these last like maybe five or six months. And that's what most people are trying to do online anyway, give you the results without you having to yeah, do but the you, work. You have to do the work. You do. And you have to find a way to make it enjoyable for yourself, not dread it and not hate it. Exactly. So, yeah. so true. Um, but we, we're not going to go on a tangent about how to... Um, make it enjoyable because, again, we're talking to the people who have lost the weight, but they've also lost motivation and are yeah. wondering what do they do now. Because we, we, you know, we owe you losers an apology. You people who've been <laughs> able to lose the weight. We're always talking to the people who have a problem with consistency and have a problem with getting started. Yeah, We, we give them so much attention. And so, you know, why don't we talk to the individuals who like, listen... I, I got started. Yeah, I stuck I to weight. it for a long time. I know what to do. I know how to eat. I know how to exercise for my body and my goals. But I've, you know, just got down a little bit and lost some motivation. So yours lasted for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, I think in my journey, I've definitely lost motivation in at some points. They've never lasted months at a time, but they may last like a week or two. Yeah. And I'm just like, and and exactly like you, I go, I continue to go out of habit. So I've never stopped working out for a significant period of time. I think maybe the most I've done is two days in a row where I didn't work out. And, um, and, and I will, but I continue to go, like you said, out of habit. And that's 
and, and and we've talked about in past episodes when you don't have that motivation that is usually just your habit and your right. di- discipline that gets you to continue to go but let's talk about you know you've seen some ni- significant results and now you need you still have goals that you want to reach. So my client, for example, he wants to lose 15 more pounds. Okay. Okay. So he wants to lose 15 more pounds. And he said to me, Lisa, I just, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I can't seem to push myself like I used to. Um, I'm a little more lenient on my diet. When I want something sweet, I go get something sweet. Like, he's a big ice cream fan. So, and he had, you know, backed off a lot of those things. And now he's like, what do I do? So... One of the first tips I gave him, because he works out at home, mm-hmm. he has a gym membership and he has a membership at some classes that he goes to, some kickboxing yeah. classes, as well as, as Ziffit, which is like a high intensity workout gym. And, but the majority of his workouts are at home in his basement. Okay. So the first tip that I gave him was to change his environment. Yeah. Sometimes definitely. you have to be around people and just energy that promotes that go hard attitude. Yeah. And so I told him maybe you know he's going to have to make the uh, the effort to take some of his workouts back to the gym environment cuz do you feel different when you work out at home versus at a gym? Yeah, and that's why I did I honestly that's why I didn't make my uh, workout yesterday Saturday and I made it a rest day because I couldn't get to the gym. So I I just feel differently at home. I said I'm going to go ahead and just make this a rest day and I'm going to do the rest of my days at the gym. Because I'm just not, I don't feel as pumped Right, yeah. right. And some people can get that pumped at home, like our homegirl Tiff. Yeah. She works out at home faithfully every single morning, and she pushes herself, goes hard, super hard. But I'm the same as you. Like, yeah. I prefer to be in a gym environment around everybody else who's lifting because i'll see somebody else a guy lifting heavier doing pull-ups and i'm like man i'm about to yeah i'm about to dive in that that thing energy it's that energy whether you're by yourself or not but being around individuals who are going after it or you see somebody running fast on the treadmill you like i can you ever done that been next to somebody on the treadmill and you turn yours up a couple points oh yeah oh yeah i can run faster than that Definitely go faster. I've, I've seen uh, people look over at my number, like what my speed is, Me and too. I've instantly seen them go up on their speed. And so, being in a gym environment, even with perfect strangers, sometimes you're motivated by them. So true. So yeah. True. So, what's your? Will you have a tip about how to stay? Yeah, have accountability. Someone that you can be accountable to. Yes. Uh, I I was just telling someone recently how everything in our life we have someone to be accountable to. If I don't bring my kids to school, someone will be calling me if I miss a few days. Like, where is your kids? If I don't show up to work for a few days, someone will be calling me. Where are you? If I don't do a lot of things in my life, someone is going to say, hey, what's, what's really... I don't pay my bills. I will get a shutoff notice. But when it comes to exercise... You can really go your primarily your whole life, and really no one will care if you don't have someone really fit in your life. Seriously, no one checks me about not going to the gym. <laughs> Real talk, no one checks you about not going. They don't care. They like, oh, you ain't going to the gym? Let's go out to the restaurant. You know, people don't. They're not going to check you. Like, girl, you said last week. No one really does that. So you need someone who cares whether it's a, a friend or a family member or whether it's a trainer or, you know, someone in the health and fitness wellness fitness industry. You need to find someone to be accountable. And ask them for that accountability because 
um, that's what Ed called me for because usually we coach over the phone. Right. And he actually called, you know, said next week during our coaching session, Lisa, can we meet in person? He was right. like, I need to see you and talk to you face to face. And, he, you know, he's like, I want you to... Um, start pushing me even harder. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to start sending me text messages during the week. So take your own accountability into your own hands. Don't tell somebody, just make me accountable, but tell them exactly what you need from them. Yeah, because you know? my client, when she she's not no longer my client, um, but she texted me over the you know the couple few days ago and said, Hey, since I have not been training with you. I've gained, I'm gonna be honest, I've gained ten pounds. Mm. I now eat cookies when I want. And um, I just ate a donut. And she said, you know, I know what my weakness is. And I want you to be my trainer again. Yes. Because it's kind of embarrassing for your trainer to say, hey, you know, what did you eat this weekend? Or what you had last night? Because you don't know what your trainer asked you. It's random. What you had for lunch today? Right. And you're like, oh, a donut and some fries. So she kept herself you know, her diet cleaner because she didn't, she knew she had to talk to me. Right. And never knew when you were going to ask. She never knew when I would randomly text, randomly call or when I would ask and what I would ask about. Exactly. Two more examples about accountability. That's just perfect. What you just said about randomly asking your, your clients. So I hit my client with the same thing the other day. So we're just in the middle of doing some, um, barbell curls and I'm like, Hey, what you have for dinner last night? And she had the biggest brain fall. Hmm. <laughs> That's huh. interesting how I forgot. Ooh, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> me? Oh. Ah. Uh. And when it finally came to her, and I'm being exaggerating, but she really acted like she couldn't remember, right? And then she's like, uh, then it, she remembered. And she's like, oh, um, fried chicken? <laughs> now I'm like, wait, what? What are you doing eating fried chicken for dinner? Like, you know, we're not supposed to be on that. And she works at a hospital, and she's like, that's all they had in the cafeteria. I was like, that's not all they had. And she's like, but everything they had was bad: pizza, lasagna, all this stuff. And she was like, does it help that I peeled off the skin? I'm like, absolutely not. And so she had fried chicken. So I said, what did you have with it? more fried chicken the only thing she had for dinner was fried chicken <laughs> um throw a little side chicken on there complete this meal right no kind of starch no kind of vegetable nothing i'm like what so she got a good little scolding but that that's that accountability that you need like you said somebody checking in randomly like what's going yeah. on over there and then um the client that i was talking about earlier um, because of where he work and they serve breakfast, he has his two arch nemesis with regard to his diet is ice cream and pancakes. Mm-hmm. And he said, every time I'm at work, like clockwork at three o'clock, because he's the manager, he asks one of the cooks to drop him some pancakes. Every, he's like, and so they, you know, they, he's like, they always say a little something first, like, Man, you've been, you know, doing good. You've lost this weight. And because he's the manager, they don't want to push back too hard. Yeah. And so I told him, I was like, that's exactly who you should be accountable to. You should tell them, I'm going to ask you to make me some pancakes. And, and no matter what I do, no. yeah. you do not make my pancakes. Like, yeah. you know, and, and I know that's going to probably put the worker in a really uncomfortable position. Like... Don't listen to you when you say do something. But just in this one instance. But in the other time, <laughs> always do what you say. It depends on their relationship. Though. It does. Yeah. It does. If and, you like a, you know, have that 
kind of cool relationship and you're not really, you know. Right. Right. If you're a cool manager and I, and I, he's, he's really, he's a really cool manager. I know he is. And so I told him, yeah, you know, I'll be more, uh, make you more accountable to your actions, but the people that see you every day and enable your bad behavior, you also need to ask them, like, don't let me do what I said I wasn't going to do, you know? So first two, again, were change your environment. And this is all about re-kickstarting your motivation after having losing weight and gotten results. Number two was get accountability again. Sometimes we get results and then we feel like we don't need to be or have to be as accountable to individuals as we were because we've gotten a little lax and and comfortable. Um, my next one will be to restructure your goal. And um, because sometimes we lose weight, especially if you reached your goal. Maybe you've lost all 30 or 40 pounds that you wanted to lose. Uh-huh. You know you can't stop working out for yeah. the rest of your life, right? <laughs> and so you, and so it becomes kind of a now what situation. Mm-hmm. So restructure your goal um, and, and decide what you want to accomplish now. Because most people, even when they lose the weight they want to lose, they still have goals for their body right so weight loss is just one goal it just happens to be the most popular but now do you want to increase your strength have you never been able to do a pull-up and you would love to do a pull-up have you never you know been able to run really fast and you want to increase your speed is it a part of your body that you would love to see grow like your shoulders or your calves you know what how can you now identify a new goal versus just going to the gym kind of lost with no right. no goal yeah. in mind what do definitely. you think i definitely agree with that since the very beginning when i started i've had so many different my, my first like you said the most popular thing was weight loss i want to lose all this weight and i did even more so than i initially said i wanted to lose and then my goals changed i actually didn't like being that small and i decided to gain weight with lean muscle, no fat, mm-hmm. and then so my goals changed to that. Now that I'm at the weight, my you know my target weight that I like and I want to be. Now I want to do. I want to look aesthetically different. I want my shoulders to be more toned. I want my legs to be more toned. So it's always, always goals to have. You're never, you've never just made it. And I've joked with you about how your body is so disrespectful because it doesn't remember all the work you put in like literally if i stop working out for two weeks my body will treat me like everybody else like yeah you you can get the love handles too right (laughs) you are not special you can get you know the gut too don't think because you've been hitting the gym for three years four years that i won't treat you the same way way i'll treat anybody else so you can't fall off you still have to continue to go and continue to strive absolutely you really really do and that's so true i do remember when you saying that like your body is really disrespectful yeah, i've been putting all this work and you're gonna treat me and like you're not I'm gonna just... let me get a week off no. yeah. <laughs> i've lost strength in two weeks i've lost strength i can tell different you know you may not notice it you know with your eyes but there's certain ways your body will adjust in just a minimum of Two weeks. And yes. you think, well, I just went on vacation. I took an extra week off and you come back to the gym and you have literally lost so much during those two weeks. That's so true. But what but the difference this time though, which is really good, is while you were training for, you know, those months that you were going hard, you were also training your snapback muscle, right? Yeah, you do <laughs> so, with that snapback muscle. That snapback muscle is strong, which simply means that even if you do take a week off for whatever reason, a week or two, when you get back in the rhythm and get back in the gym, it's going to be nothing like it was when you were a beginner. I don't think it will ever, unless you take years off. Right. Agreed. Yeah, I think you have to take years off. To get that to get... deconditioned again. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So the good news, the, so the good news is that even 
Um, if you do fall off, usually after a couple of workouts, once you get back into the groove, you will absolutely be able to um, kind of get back where you were previously much quicker. Your strength will come back, you're, you'll be squatting low and all those things like you were before. So mm-hmm. um, that snapback muscle, snapback muscle has, it will have definitely gotten stronger. Okay, one more? You got another one? Yeah, I have one more. Oh, this is really directed to the women. My thing with losing weight and you fell off, don't always think that you fell off because your mind or you, you know, you're tired. It can literally be your hormones. As you get older, your hormones and things like that change. So the way that your body um, change will be your mood. You might be more stressed. You might be more depressed. The way you view exercising is just different. And you think about it as a big hurdle versus the way you thought about it before. And, you know, I've noticed even with me, my body holds on to fat longer. I get hot more often. I used to drink cold water in the gym. Now, I mean, hot water in the, or room temperature water. Now I have to drink cold water. So the way that you, you know, you may have stopped exercising because you hit a mental, an emotional plateau. Right. It's not a physical plateau. It's an emotional, mental plateau. Your mind is in a different space. I had someone tell me um, before when she wasn't, um, losing weight the way she wanted. Mm-hmm. She was like, I never recalled it being this hard. When I had my first kid, it was super easy. I'm like, you're six, seven years older now. Right. I'm sorry, but it gets harder, especially if you don't stay consistent. So if you have fell off, you've lost some weight and you fell off, it could be your hormones putting you in a different em- emotional and mental space, making you, um, you know, just not want to go to the gym, making you more stressed. Making you feel like you're just not in the mood for it. So really um, find out why, you know, what the triggers are. Like when you think of the gym, did you used to think like that? And you might have to put more work into finding enjoyable things that you like. Like if you like Zumba, then you may like uh, a step aerobics as well. That might trigger, you you know, your good mood back again. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you like Zumba before... That doesn't mean it's going to give you the same feeling that you had when you started. Exactly. You got to dig a little deeper. Okay, so yeah. that's that's just my um that's my last one. I, it might be hormone hormonal. I agree, and definitely, and what you just said about you know you're older now, it could be a little uh, different. On the side of that, for for man or woman, women, one thing you also need to know about having lost weight: if you've lost a significant amount of weight. And you change your diet significantly, and now you're much healthier. It's actually much more difficult oh, true. to lose weight. So if you're like, man, it wasn't this hard, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, the weight was just coming off. And we've heard the infamous line: these last five pounds, yeah. these last ten, 10 pounds, pounds, this last fifteen just won't come off. And that's not. Um, a coincidence, the fitter you are, the healthier you are, it's more difficult to lose weight because number one, you're closer to what your ideal weight should be. And now you have to make almost drastic changes in your diet to see change because if you were eating out every day, mm-hmm. hitting a drive through for every meal, right. eating a ton of sugar or pop, just you giving up the pop alone, you'll mm-hmm. probably lose 10 pounds, mm-hmm. right? Because your diet was so bad. When you make one small tweak in a really bad diet, you can't see instant weight loss. Yep. But when you try to make a small tweak in a good diet, 
Not so much. Not so much at all. It's a very disappointing feeling. <laughs> yeah, and also I just wanted to add to that on the fitness tip. When you first start exercising, move your body wasn't used to you moving and exercising. So now it's like, whoa, okay, now you're losing this weight. But once you start exercising, getting shape, getting in shape, and your body's kind of used to you doing that, you're working. So say if you're work, walking on a treadmill at, let's say, 3.5, and you're still walking on a treadmill at 3.5, your body has adapted to that. Yep. So it's not going to give you the same results. You have to elevate it and push harder. Yes. Yeah, and that kind of sucks, too. Like, oh, oh, oh it sucks. Sir, I got to do it longer. I got to jump higher. But it yeah. sucks really bad. And um, <laughs> the, the way I got down to my ideal weight, because I was the same way. I couldn't get off these like last five pounds. Mm-hmm. But... I got them off, but not intentionally. I actually was just making changes in my life to be healthier. And that's when we switched to a plant-based diet. Okay. That is a drastic change. That is very drastic. Yeah. And so when we switched to a plant-based diet, I actually lost another five or six pounds. Mm -hmm. But I didn't switch to a plant-based diet for weight loss. It was a whole list of other reasons. Yeah. But that's just an example of how drastic you might have to be, even with your workouts. You can't just come in. Like you said, you might need to be running much faster. You might need to let go of the treadmill and hit the Stairmaster now. Um, You can't be intimidated by heavier weights now. Um, And you need to really be pushing yourself past those comfort zones to really see those last few pounds come off. It's it's going to be harder. Yeah, like they say, to who much is given, much is required. So that's very true. You've been given the weight loss. Well, not given. You earned it. But now it requires more. It requires more to stay the course. Final tip on how to get motivated or re-motivated after having lost weight is to replay, re-listen, re-read um, some and revisit right. all of the previous tools, tips, and education people you used to follow. You know, um, before yeah. when you first got started, you know how you first get started oh on a go. It's real. You are so excited. <laughs> you're reading everything you can. You're following people mm-hmm. in the industry. You're noting what they're doing. You're trying out exercises that you've seen them do. Mm-hmm. Um, you you might see something about all oh, the the seven worst foods to eating. You give yeah. up three of them with right. no hesitation. <laughs> like you're all in. And so once we get comfortable and we feel like we heard that, saw that, read that once, we got it. Mm-hmm. We don't revisit those same tools and tips and so one way to get re-motivated is to go back I know for me now I am so obsessed with re-listening to podcasts that I loved and Mm -hmm. I never would have done that before I reread pages in books now before it's just like done that read it over it will never visit it again but now I revisit those things and you were talking about earlier how you did that recently yeah so I've been trying to take it up because I'll be 40 this year and that's really been like it's not weighing heavy, heavy on me as far as, like, oh, my God, I'm going to be 40. It's weighing heavy on me as far as I'm going to be 40, and I need to be as fabulous as i ever been. Like, I really I want to do a, a photo shoot for my birthday mm-hmm. um, in a swimsuit, like mm-hmm. a bikini, and I just want to be, like, a fitness model ready for mm-hmm. my 40th. Like, that's a gift to myself. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been rereading all of the articles and going to the websites I used to always go to and refollowing the fitness people on Instagram and just reapply and then I read one thing that I used to re- do all the time and I just stopped and I'm like oh I need to reapply this and I need to re oh, I remember this so yeah you may know it it's sitting somewhere in your brain yep but you have to literally remind yourself yes we know a lot we know too much yeah, exactly and it's almost like you know what we're doing with our 
physical stuff. We're clearing out some space so that we can really see what we have. Yes. And so, you know, some of these ideas and stuff you may have, you may need to get rid of those new, those ideas or waist trainer ideas or something somebody may have told you that may not be true. And then go back to the basics again. Yes. So you can really see what you're working with, what's really true, what's really not. Remind yourself of the things you used to know. Just clear out some space and then revisit. Yes, absolutely. Revisit that old information and knowledge and finally remember to give yourself a million second chances a million give yourself a million if we didn't have second chances what kind of shape would you be in like at the first time you messed up and maybe took a or you ate something that you wasn't supposed to for maybe on a vacation or something like (laughs) (laughs) we messed up so much yeah yeah we've messed up we've dropped the ball so many times you know one too many french fries this week you know yeah um totally and when i I love donuts. Everybody knows I love donuts, but now I can go months without donuts. And then even sometimes when I do have one, I'm like, that's okay. I, I, you know, I get a second chance not to have donuts tomorrow. You know, I remember during the summertime when we, they had the streets blocked off downtown Detroit and we walked from one food place, got something we we wasn't supposed to have, then walked to another place, got something (laughs) else we weren't supposed to have and sat in the middle of the street because they had it blocked off with chairs and just ate all this trash. like so full and ridiculous (laughs) like what did we do right right exactly so give yourself a million second chances you lost your spark that's okay implement some of the things we've just mentioned and you can definitely get that spark oh back i wanted to add this yeah this is a tip that i gave to my client um when she was you know feeling bad i said the good thing about you falling off is that now you know that you have something in you that a lot of people don't have, and that's the ability to get back on the wagon. Mm -hmm. Now you know you care enough not to let yourself go too far. Now you know that you have what it takes to do this thing for life. You've fallen off, you've gained 10 pounds, and now you're texting me saying, hey, I need your help. I cannot let this go too far. So that's important too. So Mm -hmm. knowing yourself, now you know that you have something just deep down inside of you that cares enough to not let yourself fall too far so and that's true. important to know yeah you 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 have evidence that it can be done mm-hmm. so that is the that is definitely the difference between um a beginner somebody who's trying mm-hmm. out the gate and haven't lost a pound yet and it's like so hard for them versus someone who's already lost the weight you yeah. actually have evidence that you can do it yeah so there is really no excuses nah. you you've already been able to push yourself to that level of discipline before yeah. and you can do it again I think I'm, we, we can wrap that one up. All right. Awkward transition. What do you think about... Very, very. <laughs> Here's an awkward transition for you. Um, before we talk about condiment killers, I wanted to uh, just mention something about compliments. You know how we talk about receiving compliments? Yeah. And how we talk about just receive the compliment, don't yeah. disagree with it you or anything. Dis- you can't tell me if I think you're beautiful. Like, right. That's my opinion of you. Right. Can't argue with it. Um, I, a friend of mine, uh, gave me a really good compliment the other day and my friend, now it was via text. Good thing. So I had time to think about my response. It wasn't in person. And I, my very first response in my head was to make a joke or make light of it. So not negate the compliment, Yeah. but to, you know, I wanted to say, 
how much money you need to borrow (laughs) or something like that. Right. And so I was like, wow, we should mention this because I knew not to be like, that's not true or, or we've learned that. Right. But I was like, wow, self-assessment one-on-one don't negate the compliment. But I was like, how often is it still so uncomfortable to receive a compliment that we crack a joke or make light of it? And so I had a moment where I was just like, started to do that, crack a joke. Uh-huh. And then I was like, thank you. That really lifted my spirits. That meant so much. Oh, self-assessment. Is that the, like the next step up? I th- Not I to negate, but to actually receive it in, in it is. an organic matter. Like, yeah. don't try to play it off. Don't laugh it off. Just yeah. receive it. Yeah, that was really hard. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Because it wasn't, it wasn't hard to not disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. I am great. I am pretty amazing. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, it was very hard not to make light of it or mm-hmm. make a joke. But, you know, she took it very serious when she gave the compliment. And I decided to take it very serious receiving it. Good for you. That's good. Thank you. Okay. That was our transition. So, <laughs> on to condiment killers. Wait, I wanted to talk about. Did you change the transition? So, it went from an awkward transition and you just, like, fixed it? I think so. <laughs> Okay. What do you think? That was good. Yeah. Thank you. You also. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So finally, uh, we're going to talk about condiment killers. We want to talk about how you ruin a perfectly good meal with a laundry list of additives um, that you just don't need. That and you just don't need. That, that you, that you just... don't know you don't need. Mm-hmm. From ketchup to different types of hot sauces to seasonings Soy to marinades, yes, creams and salad dressings. And so we wanted to go over today a couple of the popular um, condiments that people use and just give you an insight of how bad they really, really are. Um... One of the ones I wanted to talk about, one of the infamous ones, was salad dressings. Okay. Um, a lot of people, I think, have learned by now how bad salad dressings can be with regard to sugar. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What you think? Maybe not. No. No, no. Not at all. <laughs> okay. No. You know, I told you we're in two different worlds. Yeah. You're around people who are either around you and they know from just being around you because they're your friend or family or you're around people that are your clients. So you're kind of limited to the world. I think you're right. No. I see people like literally with like a half cup of ranch just pouring it on. I'm like, really? Really? And they look at me so proud. Like, you see I'm, what I'm eating? Really? Yeah. Stop acting surprised. No, I swear I didn't know that. So people still think if I'm eating a salad, yes, I'm doing well, regardless of the fact that I'm pouring all this creamy ranch dressing on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Can we move on? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that. How, where did you think they would get? How did you think everybody was getting this information? What information? I thought it was... That is full of sugar, fat, and chemicals. I thought it was kind of like the diet pop thing. Oh, so you think people know about... (laughs) Okay, I'm going to let you take this one. Clearly, I have no... (laughs) No, go ahead. I'm just saying that people, you know, depending on who you... Where you are, the environment, some people literally have... Remember I told you I was walking that watching that documentary and the lady literally had never been in a produce section ever in her whole entire life? Yes. So that that's real life. People really don't have any 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 information about nutrition. 
Okay, so I guess we'll start from the top. Um, salad dressings <laughs> yeah. are not, most salad dressings are not healthy. When a lot of them, so the ones that are typically like vinaigrettes, mm-hmm. right? Like your strawberry vinaigrettes and things like this are full of sugar, guys. So um, you have to read your ingredients. We're not going to go over a nutritional label because a lot of people are like, well, I can look at a nutritional label Mm -hmm. like calories, fat, sodium, sugar, carbs, but I don't know what numbers I'm looking for. So to tell me to look at a nutritional label is, you know, null and void unless you're going to teach me to what numbers I'm looking for. However, one thing you can do is look in the ingredients of every type of condiment that you consume. So if sugar is in the ingredients, it's safe to say that you are not making the best choice. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You want it to get be as natural as you possible can possibly can. So if something is sweet, they should if they got it from a natural source, then it should have been naturally sweet. They shouldn't have had to add Sugar. For instance, applesauce. I know this is not a condiment, but I'm just giving you an example. Mm-hmm. Applesauce is naturally sweet, but yet some people feel the need to add sugar. Yep. You can eat natural applesauce and all it is is just like smush. That's my favorite word. Smushed apples. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you can do the same with your condiments. They don't have to add sugar to things. No. Nope. And most of the things on the market, the packaged foods, Packaged foods and condiments have a ton of sugar and or sodium added to them um, to make them more palatable for the average American's palate. Yeah. Um, the average American needs things to either be salty or sweet, significantly salty or sweet to um, for it to be considered delicious to them. Agreed. Agreed. And so you really, really, really have to read your ingredients. For sure. Another thing with a ton of sugar added to it, um, barbecue sauces. I had that on my list, yes. Do you have the sauce. label for one? No, but I did. I, what I want to say about barbecue sauce is that the first... Okay, so I'm going to assume, just like you assume, that people know the first ingredient is what what's the most in there. You know, so if high fructose corn syrup is first, that means that that's the highest level of ingredient, right? Mm -hmm. So that means high fructose corn syrup is what they have the most in there. Mm -hmm. So when I was reading barbecue sauce, here's what the first ingredient was. High fructose corn syrup. So that's what you're mainly eating when you eat barbecue sauce. But then Mm -hmm. they also have sugar. They also have molasses. They also have corn syrup. So they have five different things of sugar. Mm -hmm in this barbecue sauce so it's primarily all you're eating is different versions of sugar mixed Mm -hmm. together for Mm -hmm. barbecue sauce Mm -hmm. and then of course they have modified food stars in there so it was really wow crazy what brand was that do you remember uh sweet baby rays oh that's the one i looked up to everybody loves sweet baby that's why i looked it up because everybody (laughs) loved it everybody loved it so i looked up sweet baby rays i had to Mm -hmm. i had to hit home yeah because if i say oh you know if you get this Heinz. I don't eat that. Eat sweet, sweet baby right, so right. Yeah. Everybody's gonna think, "Oh, I'm good." I don't know who you think you're talking to or dealing with, but <laughs> yeah. So I had to, I had to get sweet baby rays, and that's what's on there. And then, and then it was a bunch of other stuff. So the first four ingredients in sweet baby rays was sugar, um, high fructose corn syrup, sugar, and preservatives. Um, it was like three different preservatives. Oh and my Modified food syrups, and then sugar, and then molasses, and then corn syrup. Yeah. So, but the first one was high fructose corn syrup. And, wow. Yeah. 
That is crazy. High fructose corn syrup, guys, if you don't know, is one of the worst things you can put in your body by far. It's one of the worst things. And it's 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 used by the food industry, by millions upon millions of companies in the food industry because it's so cheap. And so it's, it's, it's so cheap. Um, and they use it as a preservative and they use it as a flavorant. And um, it's one of the worst things you can put in your body. You know, if, you, if you're addicted to sugar, it's more than likely because of high fructose corn syrup in a lot of your food. So get rid of the high fructose corn syrup. Did you have anything else that was high in sugar? I had breakfast bars. I wanted to add about that because a lot of people think they can eat like a lower bar or like those Nutri-Grain mm-hmm. bars. And they think they're really healthy. Okay. Yeah, I have other um, other stuff that's high in sugar. Like what? Well, th- here's the thing. So... You know, you and I were going to do comparisons. Like, okay, let's take mm-hmm. this condiment and compare it to a Twix. Mm-hmm. But when I started to do, to do the comparisons, like, for instance, grape jelly is 9 grams of sugar versus a Twix that's 48 grams of sugar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is not a good comparison. So I tried to do more, and it kept being like that. But what I realized is that people Our are not serving. eating serving sizes. Yep, yep. If you ate the serving size, yeah, it's only 9 grams. But that, they're saying a, teaspoon, a tablespoon of... Grape jelly, and you're not eating that. Most people are slathering grape jelly on. They're not just eating a teaspoon of, you know, these things. Nope. So, really, it is like eating a Twix when you get done, you know, freehanding it. No one's really measuring these condiments. That's exactly what I have down on condiment killers is the importance of serving size. You know, one serving of ketchup wouldn't be bad. But nobody's eating only one serving. We just squeeze out of the bottle or yeah. scoop out of the bottle until we feel like that looks good. That's enough, you know. Or if it's not enough, we'll go back and And if it's not enough, oh, I have more fries and I'm out of ketchup, I need more. And so um, instead of eating a serving of french fries with a serving of ketchup, we eat three or four times the serving amounts of things. True. Very, very And now true. we're getting... A crap ton of sugar and sodium, mm-hmm. and so especially with salad dressings, only two tablespoons is a serving size. Yep. When's the last time you measured out two tablespoons of salad dressing? If you try and do that, for most people, it'll look like what a joke. Mm-hmm. I eat this in four bites, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. serving sizes are extremely, extremely important. Um, one of the ones I looked up was Laurie's seasoning salt. Okay. Now I'm not going to say my first thought was. I didn't know people still ate this because you're going to tell me that I live. <laughs> I'm into the real world. Right. Yes. I basically live with my head in the sand. So um, I looked up the ingredients in Laurie's seasoning salt. First ingredient was salt. Okay. Second ingredient, can you guess? High fructose corn syrup? Sugar. I was going to say, how did they get that in there? Yeah, that's that's. I remember something being sweet in there, and that's why I threw mine away. When I first started reading labels. Yep. Yeah. And I've had to tell several clients about there being sugar in seasonings. Mm-hmm. Because we don't think, you know, sometimes. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. Until I started reading seasoning labels in the store. And I was just really shocked about, you know, oh, this teriyaki seasoning has a ton of sugar in it. The first yeah. ingredient will be sugar. Yeah. And so sometimes, guys, the things you season, in your, season your food with. Mm-hmm. It's not even great, you know, so it's really important that you read your read your labels and in Laurie seasoning salt, it was like salt, sugar, spices, and this is my favorite one that you see on the back of every package, and only God knows what it means 
natural, natural flavors. flavors. Yeah. Whatever that is. What are, what are natural flavors? Nobody knows. Um, and I think people are obsessed with the word natural because yeah. I've had so many people. But Lisa is all natural. Lisa is all natural. What does that even mean? So natural means that it was not um, chemically made. Natural, I could literally break up, uh, up anything that was made from the earth. So if someone gets a cane, you know, sugar, put it in there. Um, it could be animal fat because, you know, they didn't make that in a lab. Animal fat. Right. It could be, I heard, I read somewhere it could be like beaver Beaver's pee, I think it was, had this certain um, certain flavor mm-hmm. that they put in there. Wow. So if they didn't, like, produce it in a lab, in a, in a lab they can if, call if it's it natural flavors. It, yeah, they can but call it But it doesn't natural, make it healthy. It does not make it healthy. It could be pig lard. It could be anything. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. naturally occurring. Yes. So, yes. yeah, if you wanted to, like, you know, put anything in there from your body, from an animal, from anything, it's, oh, it's natural. That's horrible. Yeah. So that's what it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. So mine is um, ketchup. Now, mm-hmm. ketchup seems so innocent. Like, it's just tomatoes uh-uh. and, you know, ketchup. Mm-hmm. But ketchup actually has high fructose corn syrup and corn syrup. It has both. Mm. It has... What um, brand was that? Heinz. Heinz. Okay, Heinz yeah. ketchup. So they, they, they broke up the high fructose corn syrup and the corn syrup so it can be further down the list. Of course. You know, if they would have added it together, then it would have been, um, you know, the, the number one. And people know how to, you know, a little bit more advanced with reading labels. So they broke that up. They also have preservatives in there. Mm. Um, and I just read something that was interesting. Distilled vinegar is made from corn, which is modified. Mm. So... Yeah, distilled vinegar is a no-no, apparently. I just learned that. Um, and it's made from that high-fructose corn syrup, corn syrup. Wow. And preservatives. Wow. So go organic if you want ketchup. And that does not mean that it doesn't have sugar. So read, still read your labels, even when you see organic, because they just may have organic sugar. Try to go sugarless. So just basically, um, you know, tomatoes. Pretty much. <laughs> With tomatoes. And, you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it might have some salt, but you can find some without salt, too. Something else that has a ton of sugar is milk. Um, and a lot of people try they and... add sugar and milk? No, it's naturally occurring, but I don't think people realize how, how much. much sugar is in because yeah. it's the lactose. Lactose is the sugar. Okay. And, and dairy. Just okay. like whey is the protein in right. dairy. So... Um, a lot of people drink, try and do 1% or 2% or non-fat milk thinking they're making a healthier choice, but really 1% fat milk has 13 grams of sugar, 2% milk, non-fat milk and whole milk all have 12 grams of sugar and that's per serving, serving. not in the whole container, but that's per serving. And so if you're pouring this 12 grams of sugar on top of a bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're adding a couple orange juice within a piece of toast with jelly spread on it. You're starting your day off with a hundred plus grams of sugar easily. Easily. And then, and then we give breakfast like that to our kids. Right. Or we'll have oatmeal, and we're, we'll make a better choice by using plain oats, but then we'll sweeten it with brown sugar, or we'll sweeten it with um something just like i've seen people even when people put honey in their sugar their oatmeal they go overboard yeah Yeah. and so guys sugar by far is in everything but especially your condiments so if you're eating a healthy meal initially 
you know, maybe you're just having chicken and then broccoli and then, you know, a starch, rice or something. What you add on top of those things, ruin it instantly. I agree. So my next one is soy sauce. I almost fainted. <laughs> the amount of <laughs> to be sodium. dramatic, to be dramatic for dramatic purposes. Almost fainted when I read how much sodium. It's eight hundred and seventy nine milligrams per uh, teaspoon. And that was the regular, not the low sodium. No, this is not low, low sodium. This is just regular soy sauce that you probably get from like you know the restaurant. That's low. And- because what? the yeah the soy sauce that's usually at the tables at the restaurant because they usually have them side by side they'll have the regular soy sauce and then they'll have the low sodium one with the green top and the regular one the ones I look up see on the tables are over a thousand milligrams of sodium what per serving yes and then the low sodium will be more in your range <laughs> wow yeah how yeah. could that be low sodium it's insane I've never and, and we just pour this stuff on our food. All this sodium and salt. And one time, I can't eat soy sauce at all. The, yeah. Not even, the low sodium is too high for me. But the regular, yeah, it's usually over a thousand milligrams of sodium per serving. Wow. And you already know, a serving is a couple tablespoons. And everybody's going above and beyond that. Some people just, you know, kind of pour it on their rice, not even thinking exactly. about Because it, it's just a condiment. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, these condiments are insane. And things like, I don't even know what's in these. I didn't look up the labels. It was hard to find. But like sauces that you get at fast food restaurants, like your honey mustard and your sweet and sours. Oh my yeah. goodness. They're notorious for being crap. Even um, different type of sauces. Because sometimes if you get the sweet sauces, like pineapple or mango salsa, they're really, really um, loaded with, with a bunch of additives. Um, so you really have to be careful with the things you're dipping your food into as well. Yeah, and also be careful uh, with that because with the, like salsa, like you said, you read all these good ingredients and then you get to the end and it says natural flavoring. <laughs> and it could be, I, I mean, I was literally, you know, I had the Mexican theme um, for Christmas. I had the Mexican theme dinner here. Mm-hmm. And I wanted salsa that was on the list for me to get. So I went, I went through like 15 different brands before I gave up. Trying to get one that didn't say natural flavoring. Oh, I want to yeah. know what that natural flavoring is. Let me know what it is. Exactly. Because it can. It's not necessarily from people. Probably picture a plant, and when it is natural flavoring, they from a plant source. They will say it. Right. They that that's something to brag on. Right. They'll definitely brag. It on won't be fact. vague. It right. Won't, yeah. From plant sources. Exactly. They will definitely identify what that natural flavoring is. If they don't identify it, it's because they don't want you to know. Exactly. Trust me. Exactly. Trust me. Um, one measurement you guys can use as far as sugar, too, because some people don't know how much sugar is a lot. Four grams of sugar is equal to about one teaspoon of sugar. Okay. One teaspoon, four grams. So if something has, let's say, 16 grams of sugar, you can e- equate that to four teaspoons of sugar. So for every four grams, it is one teaspoon. For okay, every four grams of sugar, it's one teaspoon of sugar. Cause, cause I um I know you've seen the the uh display where it shows yeah the all bag. the drinks mm-hmm. and you see how much sugar are, is in each one. So every four grams is about one teaspoon. So take um I challenge you guys to go into your kitchen today or this evening and um read you know pull out a couple of your condiments, read the ingredients, 
see how many grams of sugar are in there Mm -hmm. um, and start and think about how much you typically use when you use it. Things that you marinate your food in. You know how they have all those pre-made marinades now. You just buy it and soak your meat and your vegetables in those. Like the read those ingredients and those labels. There's all. and, And if anything you use has like red number 40 or yellow any any coloring red right. yellow blue if it has any of that coloring in it throw it away like those colorings are so toxic don't worry about your money yeah <laughs> and throw yeah away. throw it away they're so toxic you have to be really 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 careful nothing from the environment comes in a royal blue it just doesn't um a lot of those these bright reds a lot of these things they add color to it and those colorants have have proved to be very very toxic all right all right so um that's condiment killers for this evening that's how to uh, regain motivation after you've lost weight um guys a lot of you guys have monday off for today off of you had had a chance to uh get a break from a work day today i encourage you to take a few moments today or this week to um honor dr martin luther king i was listening to his speech just the other day his i have a dream speech and listening to his speech in combination with all that's going on with obama leaving office and with trump entering office and then i had the pleasure of going to see hidden figures this week too which was a great dose of black history um, about black women who were involved in the space program at NASA. Just all that this week, I've been really, really sentimental about you know our civil rights in this country and race relations in this country. And so I implore you, if you had the pleasure of enjoying a day off from work and everyday life, remember why. Um, and remember who we're honoring on, on this day and the importance of being really, really grateful for what our ancestors and even people who are still alive have done and trailblaze for us to be able to enjoy a lot right. of the things we enjoy. You can go to any school you want. You would, you know, be the first one to um, conjure up a lawsuit or a complaint if you even felt like you were racially profiled. Um, all the stances that we take now and all the privileges that we have are because someone had to fight for us to have those. So on today, as we honor, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, just remember that. Maybe take five or ten minutes to go to YouTube and watch some of the old footage and just really take a minute uh, of remembrance and to honor the people who have worked so hard to get us to where we are. Totally. Is that is that <laughs> is that a, a awkward transition? <laughs> That's all I had. You said it. You said everything. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta work on your uh, my transition. We gotta work on your podcast bedside manner. She's out of control. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of Professionally Fit, um, guys. Oh, finally, one last announcement. If um, Professionally Fit has been hired by the Women Who Wine detroit to put on a 10-week group fitness exercise series so if you're in the metro detroit area and you are ready to finally jumpstart your weight loss not exactly sure where to start you're more you enjoy group dynamic more than working out uh solo then you can join us we're starting this saturday january 21st at the anytime fitness in ferndale at 11 a.m again this saturday january 21 Anytime Fitness in Ferndale at Nine Mile and Woodward. You can go to Women 
whowinedetroit.com slash tickets to sign up for our group exercise series that is going to be taught by yours truly. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much to the women who wind Detroit for uh, trusting and believing in us. And I cannot wait to whip you women into shape. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I I gotta go. She's too out of control. We gotta go. (laughs) Until next time, we'll talk to you next week, guys. Peace.